pain has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News and World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Is there really a unique bond between humans and animals? Most of us have felt the soothing sensations of stroking the fur of our pets, especially dogs and cats. Some of us have even had remarkable personal experiences that convince us that a true healing relationship really does exist. But is there actual evidence of this connection between our four-legged friends and us? Indeed, published studies show that animal-assisted therapy optimizes healing and provides benefits across a broad range of medical conditions, including pain. Tonight, we'll hear how Jody Tuckett's devoted dog, Susie, helped her fight her way back to a productive life after a severe traffic injury. Dr. Don Marcus, author of The Power of Wagging Tails, then shares some remarkable studies on the value of therapy dogs in helping us regain a pain-relieving and healthy lifestyle. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Endo Pharmaceuticals, Pentec Health, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Christo, especially for upcoming shows, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. That's achesandgains at gmail.com. Canadian Jody Tuckett's life almost ended when a heavy truck broadsided her car. A skull fracture, broken neck, and brain trauma are only a few of the injuries she sustained. Her life came to a halt, but her dog Susie inspired her to re-engage in those things that make it worth living. Let's find out about their relationship and how Susie's influence eases Jody's pain quite remarkably. Jody, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you for having me on your program. Your accident sounds pretty traumatic. What happened? Well, I was driving from one job to another job, and I um, cut through a country road, and um, there was a dump truck traveling to a gravel pit there, and he uh, turned left into the side of my car and basically uh, T-boned me. So I sustained a great number of injuries from that accident. What were your injuries? Um, I had a, a skull, skull fracture in my left occiput, a C1 fracture. My uh, right clavicle was fractured, um, many ribs uh, were, were fractured, punctured lung, a torn carotid artery, um, I had some damage to my pelvis, which wasn't diagnosed at the time, but it continues to be an ongoing issue for me. Um, and I had a, a large uh, degloving laceration in my left arm, and my left elbow was fractured. That's awful. I mean, how, how much pain did you have at that time? It, it was it was quite intense. You know, at the time, it was it was all in my neck and my shoulders. I had pretty severe whiplash, obviously, 
so having a brain injury, you know, you have to be confined to some extent. I, 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 so I was strapped into a bed, I was strapped into a wheelchair, and there wasn't a lot of movement. To be honest, I wasn't able to speak up for myself. Wow, that sounds scary and painful. What's your condition today? It's all about my hips. It was weird. You know, as soon as my neck started to feel better, my hips started to, you know, speak up and say, hello. Jody, <laughs> it, it sounds like your life has been completely transformed. I've not been able to work. I've never been able to work as a teacher, but I worked very hard for many, many years for that. Um, you know, I used to be very active in sports. I played rugby, I played baseball, I rollerbladed, I did all of these things. And now I can't really do a whole lot of those things, unfortunately. Uh, I rode horses. That was I was very, very active in horseback riding. I'm, you know, I'm not able to do that. It's too difficult for me to participate in a lot of things, going out and meeting friends for dinner, things like that. I can, I can do it, but, you know, I find it very fatiguing. Sitting for a long time or standing for a long time is difficult, so I don't usually last too long in social situations. But, you know, a couple of hours and then I'm ready to go home. In contrast, though, it's amazing that you've done so well. Tell us how you got your dog, Susie. I volunteer with the rescue from local First Nations communities. So Susie is a reserve dog. Um, she's a mutt, <laughs> 100% mutt. She's a German Shepherd Chow Labrador Retriever mix. What has Susie done for you? Having this little, you know, puppy to look after, it really got me out of bed and got me moving around, you know, and walking and, and, and socializing with people even on the street. It really made such a difference for me, all the difference. Having Susie there for me to, you know, just a tactile thing, even to just to stroke her and pet her and cuddle her really, really improved my mood. And, you know, having this puppy to, you know, play and, and get, you know, get excited about things, that just really made a huge difference for me. And then I saw seeing her joy was really what made me happy. What is your relationship like between you and Susie? Susie was there, you know, she would often come and she knew when I was upset and she would come and you know, either sit, you know, right by me so she was touching me or nudge me even with her nose. And just having her there to stroke her and pet her really helped me to calm down. At the extreme, it, it almost seems like Susie can help transform any misery or despair that you might have into hope. Yes, absolutely. And part of that is also uh, the volunteering that I do with, you know, the rest of the dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife is a dog lover, and I bought her a book several years ago on women and dogs. Helen Keller who was uh, blind and deaf, loved dogs and felt that they understood her limitations and kept close beside her when she was alone. Do you feel that your dog Susie senses your limitations or even senses areas of pain? Uh, Yes, I think with Susie it's more, she stays close and she knows when I need some warm touch. And that's very important to me. Absolutely. Jody, does your dog move toward areas that are painful in your body? And, And if she does, does her presence near that painful area actually make it feel better? Yes, certainly. You know, she'll come and rest her head on me, um, on my side, which actually is a spot that I have pain, but she'll kind of rest her head, you know, if I'm laying down, and and it's comforting. I think that's what it is for me. It's warm, it's comforting. There's certainly a feeling of love there, of course, so that makes me feel safer. When we come back from the break, we'll talk to Jody about how Susie actually reduces the pain in her hips. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Christo, especially for upcoming shows, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. That's achesandgains at gmail.com. Welcome back. Uh, Jody, 
how does Susie, your dog, actually help reduce the discomfort in your hips? I, I have to move around. That's the thing. I get, you know, very, very, very stiff, and, and my pain only gets worse. Having Susie makes me still want to be active. And, and makes me want to participate in something. Do you ever feel that she distracts you from your pain? Oh, yes, absolutely. Once I'm up and outside and moving, I, I forget about it. And, and I do feel better. And, and about how much better? I would say probably 30, 35%, you know, in addition to the other things that I do, maybe more. That's terrific. Do you think the effect is greater when you touch the dog compared to just having her around you? Yes, I do. You know, she'll often lay, you know, by my legs or by my hips and, and um, you know, while she does that, I can, I can stroke her and pet her and, and I find that that does help improve my pain. I'm really happy that she's doing that much for you. Uh, Jody. has having Susie as, as an animal analgesic reduced or, or replaced the need for pain therapies? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> that all goes back to getting me active. I don't need acupuncture anymore. I go on occasion, actually, just for a bit of a... Like a tune-up, I do also craniosacral therapy. I see the pain physician for prolotherapy about once every two months. Are, are you afraid that having Susie around might actually worsen your pain in any way? As if, for example, that you might trip over her? No, I've never considered that. Susie is very careful, actually. She, she's never under my feet. Do you feel more uncomfortable when you're away from Susie? You know, I, I kind of do because I find that, you know, when I'm away from her, I'm... I'm often more more depressed, um, and of course I'm less active when I'm away from her. You know, during the recovery process, uh, while you were in the hospital, did you ever have any animals or, or dogs come to visit you? At the time, my friend brought her dog in to visit me, and just that, you know, when, after you spend months in a hospital, just having, you know, a, a pet come in to see you is, is quite um, uplifting. And it's, you know, it was exciting. It was, a, it was something that happened in my day that made me smile. And that's a pretty big benefit. Jody, what would you say to those who simply doubt that dogs can provide pain relief? Well, I would say I've experienced it for myself. It was something that I wasn't expecting. I didn't see the connection there, but it wasn't until after I started doing all of these things that, you know, oh, wow, it, it really has made all the difference for me. Will you summarize the healing benefits of having a pet like Susie? You know, having a dog in my life was, was something that brought me pain relief that wasn't clinical. I was able, it's almost like I was able to do it myself with Susie, of course. Wow, it really seems like she empowered you to heal yourself. Yes, absolutely did. Certainly did. Jody, thank you very much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Up next is Dr. Don Marcus, who will share some remarkable studies on the value of therapy dogs in helping us feel better. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Pentech Health, one of the nation's largest pharmacy and nursing companies, dedicated solely to providing in-home care for patients with implanted pumps used for the treatment of severe pain or spasticity. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. And we're back. Dr. Dawn Marcus is a neurologist and professor at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. She's been in practice for 20 years, working with patients suffering from chronic pain. In time, she began using her dog, Weedy, as her own canine personal trainer and realized that her patients could also benefit from contact with Weedy. 
Recently, Dr. Marcus authored a study evaluating the effects of therapy dog visits on patients in an outpatient pain management clinic. Dr. Marcus, welcome to Aches and Gains. Oh, thank you. It's always great to talk about dogs and pain. First, uh, tell us about your book, The Power of Wagging Tails. Yeah, this is really a book that helps to showcase um, the many amazing studies that have been conducted looking at the impact that dogs can have in decreasing a variety of um, health symptoms, including pain. And in the book, we look at um, some studies, we look at some personal anecdotes of people, and then we also look at um, some scientific data that really shows that those improvements occur because of um, easy to identify objective biological changes that are happening in people that it's not just, you know, the dog is cute and fuzzy, but actually your body responds in very positive ways that decrease stress levels, increase endorphin levels to decrease your pain, et cetera. In fact, didn't you receive an award for this? Yeah, we actually just um, received an, an honorable mention award for best health book of 2011, which um, for a dog book, I think is pretty darn good to be, you know, to be coming out, you know, number four and all the, the health books that are out there for folks. Uh, Dr. Marcus, how did your interest in dogs begin? You know, I've really been around dogs most of my life until, you know, I went into medical training and then, um, you know, was dogless for a little while. And then once we added um, a dog into our household, it was interesting to see the positive changes occurring in our own family from the structure that that occurred from having the dog in our life. And I was able to recognize that patients who had dogs also were often able to keep up better with their exercise program, you know, get good sleep, eat properly, because they could use some of the habits with their dog um, and mirror those in themselves and, you know, gain some health benefits from that. Don, what is a therapy dog? This is generally a dog who's a family pet, who has also been trained to interact positively with strangers and provide comfort and cheer to um, to people that they you know encounter through their work. If you're coming upon that dog and it's not your dog and you see a therapy dog, you know to get down, play with the dog, pet the dog because the dog really is there. Um, you know, to serve those many people that it will encounter um, in its environment throughout its day as it's going through its work. I'm glad you made that distinction. Uh, can one actually train a dog to target an area of pain? Yeah, people who have pain complaints often will say that their dogs do that. And um, how the dogs specifically sense those painful areas is not entirely clear, but it is often something that people say, you know, when they're living with a dog that their own dog will do for them. And that's really the beauty of the therapy dog is they really do often have that intuitive sense that um, helps them hone in so quickly on people and provide, you know, such good and quick relief. That intuition, if you will, that they have is really remarkable. You know, Don, complementary therapies, that is the therapies that enhance conventional treatments, things like music and acupuncture and herbals, are increasingly popular, and we're learning more about their value in reducing pain. I like the recent study that you co-authored on the effects of therapy dog visits and their pain-alleviating benefits for chronic pain sufferers. Tell us about the kinds of pain the participants were suffering from. In the first study, we really had that mixed group that was back pain, fibromyalgia. We had folks with 
um, headaches, with abdominal pain, um, with myofascial pain, so really a whole mixed bag of um, chronic pain complaints. Basically what we did was um, provide patients who were coming in for an appointment an opportunity to spend time with a therapy dog or they could spend that same time sitting in the usual waiting room area that has a television and magazines. And what we were really looking at was to see whether having a brief interaction with a therapy dog would be helpful as far as decreasing stress, decreasing frustration, um, you know, making people a little bit more cheerful. When they spent um, 10 or 15 minutes with the therapy dog, though, it was really amazing to see um, the changes that happened. And what we found was that was there was a drop in stress and aggravation and sadness by about half in those people. Um, there was also a significant um, decrease in pain as well, which was really quite fascinating for us to see because, again, it was only you know, an average of about 10 or, or 15 minutes people were spending with the dog. And one of the things that we look for with, with pain patients is to see that there's, you know, a pretty substantial drop in pain. So it's not just maybe my pain's a wee bit better, but I really feel that I've had, you know, a significant decrease in my pain. And for about one in four people who spent time with a therapy dog, by the time they left, they actually had found that their pain had dropped a substantial amount. That's both encouraging and exciting as an upcoming complementary therapy for pain relief. When we come back, we'll talk to Dr. Marcus about whether it's enough to talk or see the dog versus touching the dog to achieve the effect. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Endo Pharmaceuticals, a U.S.-based specialty healthcare solutions company that delivers innovative diagnostics, drugs, devices, and clinical data to meet the needs of patients in areas such as pain, urology, oncology, and endocrinology. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Welcome back. Dawn, is it more important uh, in terms of pain relief to touch the dog or to just observe the dog? I would think that you really need to be, you know, sort of down there hugging and patting the dog to really get benefit. But even people who appear, you know, to be quite standoffish and just sitting in their chair and looking at the dog, you know, somehow also seem to gain some benefit as well. There can be important connections that occur both from, you know, the physical contact, but also just, you know, having that non-judgmental, totally accepting being there, looking at you with those eyes that you are so wonderful and great and that you can unload your burdens to without worry that, you know, that that individual is going to not accept them or make some negative comments back. And that in and of itself, I think, can also be really powerful for many people. I agree. Don, how much pain relief can we expect from a dog? Having a dog helped take people out of themselves, um, out of their pain, distracted them a bit from their pain, and helped them to get going in life again and get out of the house and get out there and involved with other people. Many would be surprised to know that there is evidence for the beneficial effects of animal-assisted therapy in enhancing healing environments, like decreasing blood pressure and heart rate and stress hormones like cortisol. Dr. Marcus, what is the mechanism by which animals or specifically dogs help reduce pain? Yeah, and I think that's really important for people to know that it's not just 
you know, I got distracted from my pain for a couple of minutes because I was looking at a cute dog, but there have actually been studies done that look at um, different chemical and hormone levels in your body and find that when you spend um, 5, 10, or 15 minutes, you know, sitting and petting a dog or sitting with a therapy dog, there are actually a profound decreases in cortisol and other stress hormones. There are increases in endorphin levels. Your pain is less, that you feel happier, that you feel better, that you feel less stressed. And the great news is those benefits actually outlast the time that you spend with the dog. So it's not just that, well, those few minutes with the dog, I felt better. And then as soon as the dog left, I felt terrible again. But actually the benefits from the therapy dog do seem to be more long lasting. And that's probably because you are getting, you know, real physical and chemical changes happening because of that interaction. Are there certain breeds of dogs that are more suited to being a therapy dog or or that are more beneficial in reducing pain? Really, you just need a dog who um, enjoys engaging with strangers, um, can be obedient and calm, um, you know, in, in situations where that, that's necessary. Um, but it's, you, you can have, you know, a little chihuahua can be a great therapy dog. A mastiff can be a great therapy dog. We actually um, showcase um, bully dogs in our book, too, like one of Michael Vick's dogs was rescued and turned into a therapy dog. So really, you know, some great stories for a whole bunch of different breeds. Dawn, have you had an occasion to notice if there's a unique sensing mechanism that dogs are capable of during their encounters with sick patients or with patients in pain? The best therapy dogs will seem to have a sixth sense of knowing um, how they need to interact with patients, when they need to be exuberant, when they need to be quiet, and sort of identifying you know, that patient in need. Are there other animals besides dogs that are serving as therapy animals, if you will, and specifically for those with pain? Dogs are probably the most commonly used pets just because they're um, very, very common for people to have. Many people aren't allergic to them, or you can get you know, hypoallergenic dogs to use. And dogs just tend to want to bond with humans, um, so it really makes them a natural for that role. Um, There are also people who have cats they use therapeutically. There are rabbits that can be used therapeutically. Our children's hospital here in Pittsburgh, there was a miniature horse who was used as a therapy animal. You can also read studies about people using dolphins and horses therapeutically as well, often for um, individuals with autism as, as a real common match of, um, of those type of animals. You know, I think that the thing is to just really be open to the idea that, um, you know, spending that time with the dog not only is, you know, is a fun distraction, but it really can be something that really can have a profound impact um, on your stress level, on your pain level, on your mood that you really can take advantage of. Great information, Dr. Marcus. Thank you for enlightening us on the power of animals as analgesics. And thank you for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Oh, thanks so much. Tune in next time when we explore another interesting topic on Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Endopharmaceuticals, Pentec Health, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Christo, especially for upcoming shows, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. That's achesandgains at gmail.com. 
And here's an email from Donna in Austin, Texas. I was diagnosed in April of 2011, and I stopped taking all medications because of side effects. I have sharp pain in my groin area, and my gynecologist says it's from fibromyalgia. How do you know if there is something seriously going on when all the doctors blame it on fibromyalgia? Well, Donna, if the gynecologist has ruled out other causes of the pain in the groin, like nerve constriction, hernia, tumors, or diseases of the pelvic organs, then something serious is probably not occurring. If you've tried all medications, then consider acupuncture and biofeedback because they've been shown to be effective in some studies. Fibromyalgia, though, usually involves widespread pain in any bodily region, fatigue, sleep disturbances, pain or cramps in the lower abdomen, headaches, and even changes in thinking. It's less likely that pain that's just localized to your groin is related to fibromyalgia. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. Follow us on Twitter at DRPaulCristo and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulcristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulcristomd.com. That's paulcristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.